Uh oh. The little riff that could on the actual guitar that played that riff back in the late 90s. Yes, last century. Welcome to Lucky 19, the 19th episode of the Honeycut Scenario, which I started back in September. It's a way to have coffee with some friends that I don't see. Talk about random stuff. Um, I am going to talk about the origins of the hit song, Hooch, which I wrote with my compadres in the band Everything, which became a massive hit song in the U.S. and around the world in the late 90s. Um, So before I get into that, we're going to start at the start, which is hello. How are you? I hope you're doing good today. Uh, The weather here, which I like to do uh, on the Outer Banks, is gorgeous. It's been unseasonably warm, but uh, we've been grateful for it. I had a beautiful day of the dead yesterday, had a fire. Um, I celebrated by waking up at 4.30, going to swim team practice at 5.30, and dragging my dead body through the water for 90 minutes. Uh, and I ended up swimming further than I've ever swam in one session. And uh, I sucked the whole time, but I still did it. So there's that. Uh, and then uh, another little piece of information that I like about What is it? If you put something out in the universe, it'll come back to you. Uh, I love, I talked a little bit about Goldman, which is a minimalistic piano composer. And lo and behold, I got friended by a guy who's actually a minimalistic piano composer. Uh, I've forgotten his name already. Uh, I'll try to get it to you next time. But I was stoked that some dude friended me on Instagram that uh, is a legit minimalistic piano composer. That's exciting. Uh, and then another random tidbit I want to talk about is uh, the nonprofit I was thinking of this morning, which is the Tree Sisters, treesisters.org. Uh, they plant trees around the world. Uh, they do a good job of it. They have a good reputation. When you give money, you have a little dashboard that shows you like how big your forest is that you've planted um, through them. So I think that's cool. So if you're in the giving spirit, treesisters.org uh, would be a good place to go. So... Now that we've gotten the pleasantries out of the way, um, I'm getting my capo on this guitar, and then I'm going to tell you a bit about the origins of the hit song, Who Got the Hooch, by the band Everything, of which I am a founding member, and uh, the writer on that song with the help of my amigos in the band Everything. And the riff you heard at the beginning was played by none other than Steven Van Dam on the very Yamaha I'm holding right now. So... A hit song that's been played millions of times around the world, still gets played to this day, uh, was what I called the accidental hit. So my band was formed in the late 80s, early 90s at James Madison University in Virginia. Uh, we were a college band and started to play all the time. Um, came up with bands like Dave Matthews, Hootie and the Blowfish, and, and it was the do-it-yourself scene. So you go out on the road, you play several hundred dates a year. Uh, for years, uh, you make your own CDs, you sell them, you get your own email lists, you build a fan base, and then eventually, you know, you get signed to a record deal. And, you know, we started in the Mid-Atlantic, the beach scene, uh, the Southeast, and uh, there was this growing touring scene with these bands, and college kids were digging them, and so the colleges were great, cities were great, but what was also great were beach towns and ski towns, because that's kind of where the college-age kids would end up. And so we were doing well in the Mid-Atlantic and the Southeast, and sometime in the early 90s, we made the leapfrog over to Colorado. 
um, which turned out to be an incredible state for my band. And it was music forward. There were great college towns and ski towns, and people were just into really good music and good live music. So we would make the drive over there and tour several weeks at a pop, hitting you know Boulder, Denver, Fort Collins, Colorado Springs, Breckenridge, uh, Vail, Steamboat Springs, uh, Telluride. We loved Telluride. And at some point, we ended up in Crested Butte, Crusty Butt. Uh, in the 90s, uh, they were calling it the last great ski town because there was some dynamics going on in other ski towns with wealth and culture and all that stuff. Uh, we also played Aspen, too, speaking of wealth and culture. Fun town. And all fun towns. And we had many adventures out there. And uh, I'm not a very good skier. I grew up on the East Coast and I could ski, but not well. And we did a two-night run in Crested Butte back in the 90s. And the night after the first gig, I was talking to the bouncer, who was a really good bloke. And we were just kind of talking about stuff. And he's like, hey, man, do you ski? And I was like, yeah, but I don't ski very well. And he's like, oh, man, you know, no problem, dude. He's like, "Do you, have you ever skied fresh powder? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, f- a fresh cherry pow-pow, you know, some freshy fresh. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. I was like, no, I've never skied fresh, freshy fresh, fresh cherry pow-pow, fresh powder. And he's like, oh, man, he's like, you know, why don't you come skiing with me tomorrow? And I'm like, bro, I'm not a good skier. He's like, oh, man, you know, it doesn't matter, like, how good you are as long as you have that same thrill going down the mountain. I'm like, hey, cool, let's do it. And he's like, all right, meet me at 830 at the ski lift. So I get up and meet him at the ski lift. And we go to the ski lift and we kind of cruise these back trails. And he takes me to a side of the mountain that, you know, people like me, I just don't do. And so we got a chance to go and, like, see the culture where people – ski it's you know it's kind of backcountry but it's it's not like gnarly backcountry and you know people built these little huts made of wood where you can go and drink and smoke and like hang out and just felt like ooh this is cool i'm getting like real ski stuff here and that's one of the benefits of being a traveling musician is that you get opened up to really cool experiences and people will open their lives up to you because of the music connectivity um so you know we kind of hung out a little bit and then he's like all right man let's go and so we went and skied fresh powder, which for an East Coaster like me, who was sliding around on ice all of my youth, it was amusing and eye-opening because, you know, it's just, it was a different experience and I was falling down a lot, but in a lot of powder. So I had fresh tracks on freshy, fresh cherry pow pow, aka fresh snow. Um, And so I always kind of remembered that experience. And then there was another uh, time where we were in our airport shuttle bus Uh, with the school bus doors and we just were spending a lot of time in that bus on the way to Colorado somewhere out west which is hours and hours and hours like almost a day of driving something like that and I came up with the idea for a campfire song uh, that was just a melody that was a sing-along that was who got the hooch baby who got the only sweetest thing in the world and it was really about that feeling you get when you get a chance to sit around a fire the end of the day or during some form of, I don't know, what do you call it? Rest and relaxation, something. And you get to hang out with people and, you know, people try bring things to the fire. And it was just a good time song and just, you know, we did it. And uh, later we started to sing it in the band Everything as a four-part harmony. We could do four-part harmonies pretty well. 
And we would put it in the middle of a song called Soulfish, which was this long-ass jam that we would do that had a go-go beat on it because we were loving Trouble Funk and go-go music from D.C. And it was just an acapella. And so we got a, a record deal, and, and the guy that we had produce our record is a, a young man by named Jim Ebert, who uh, we had on the uh, Everything Pocket podcast. Um, Jim has a lot of experience in a lot of different genres of music, but he heard that live and was like, have you ever thought about turning that into a song? I was like, the idea was no. He's like, well, let's turn that into an actual song. So we built this track when we were recording the album Supernatural for Blackbird Sire Records. And what became the hit song, Who Got the Hooch, was done in those sessions. And so when we released our record in uh, early of 1998, uh, that song became the first single. And just like getting a, a politician elected, hit songs require money and orchestration and research. And so when we first released this, they were doing, quote, research around it. And it was researching terribly. Like program directors around the country were like, oh, this is never going to be a hit song. It's not great. And you just get that feedback of like, oh, this thing, it's not, it's not great. So, of course, we were still on the several hundred shows per year schedule. So we're just grinding away. And then at some stage in early, maybe around May 1998, it was kind of a blur. Um, a station called KBCO in Boulder, Colorado, which is a, a taste-making AAA station, um, started to play the song. And they got immediate feedback from people calling, going, what is this song? And it became a hit, like very quickly out in KBCO. And then from there, it just totally and completely blew up. And uh, it was like whitewater rafting from there. And there's so many experiences that started to happen in rapid succession. And the song became a zeitgeist. And uh, at one point, Sire Records, where their radio, one of their radio reps was like, you know, this is the easiest song we've ever had to work. Like it just literally did all the work itself. And the work actually became in slowing it down because when you start jumping formats from AAA to what was called modern rock to then modern adult contemporary to pop, like you can't go backwards from those things. Like if you become a pop act, you can't go back to modern rock. At least you couldn't in the 90s. Like it's all jacked up now. And this, uh, what I'm telling you, probably doesn't make sense if you uh, were born in this century. Um, but anyway, this was like the little song that could. Uh, Fresh Cherry Pow Pow is snow and uh, the hooch is uh, still undefined uh, and on that note I'm going to go ahead and play you the song so uh, this is an acoustic version that I like to play uh, so thank you for listening I hope you have a really great day I hope you're good to yourself and I hope uh, it's a good day is winding down again The tribal fire's here and the circle speaks so near The simple truth so very much clearer Who got the hooch? Baby Who got the only sweetest thing in the world Who got the love the fresh, fresh air Who got the only sweetest thing in the world 
Let's get real, let's get heavy to the water breaks the levee. Let's get loose. Who got the hooch? flow from me to you The evening turns to night and the fire and moonlight The dance of all who came before Who got the hooch Baby Who got the only sweetest thing in the world Who got the love Fresh and fresh, who got the only sweetest thing in the world? Let's get real, let's get heavy till the water breaks the levee. Let's get loose, who got the hooch? Get it.